guys welcome to another episode of hustle talks today i'm so so excited we have my one of my mentors um one of my close friends one of my brothers and today he's just gonna shut shit down okay i want to welcome to hustle talks austin gadzi <laughs> That's crazy, crazy, crazy intro, bro. So, you've been going around the world. You're at how many countries now? Uh, about 32. 32 countries you made. Not enough, not enough. <laughs> you made hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars now. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> right? Millions of double cheeseburgers. Vegan double cheeseburgers. Vegan, <laughs> vegan yeah. double cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not always been like that, right? It's, uh, you, I mean, we brought you onto the show because we know how great you are at what you do. But there's been some serious hustle that's gone into this, mm, right? And it's no joke. So, what were things like, say, five years ago? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a really small town right outside Philadelphia in America. Um, it's called Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and a lot of people know it for like Amish people. Okay. So people will be like, you know, Amish mafia. I'm like, no, we're not pitchforking. Coming haystacks. But um, you know, I, I grew up in the inner city. Um, I went to 13 schools in 12 years. I think that really put me in a position of, you know, one of the quotes I live by is, you know, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, really pushing past those fears or the things you don't want to do. Um, yeah, five years ago to get to it, I was in a pretty dark place in life. Um, you know, the day that I got released from jail, I actually heard about network marketing. I got introduced to my company. Um, I had five warrants for my arrest. Um, I was a street pharmacist, I guess you could say. Um, I was living in my 2001 1.9 turbo Volvo. My girlfriend was eight months pregnant. Um, I had no money, I had no job. The best jobs I ever had was working at McDonald's, making like $7.25 an hour. I worked at Outback Steakhouse as a dishwasher. I was never better than any job I ever had. It was just that I knew it was a stepping stone to the next point in life. So I was just grateful to even have a job in this economy. So um, it was pretty bad. I just knew that it wasn't the end point. When I figured out that my son was being born, that's when the switch really hit for me to know that, man, I really need to get my shit together. So um, five years ago, homeless, living in my car, I found entrepreneurship. And uh, you know, one thing my mentor told me, he said, look, he said the two most important days of your life are the day that you're born and the day that you figure out why. And I think that the day that I found out that I was having a, a, a child was, the, was one of the days that I figured out why I was here. Um, and I think everyone needs to have that kind of breaking moment. Yeah. Um, that defining moment of why they're doing something bigger than themselves. So, mm. yeah, five years ago was not good. Um, I never had any social media. I never had any Instagram, any Facebook, any YouTube. Um, I had never made more than maybe fifteen, twenty thousand dollars per year in my whole life legally. Um, and yeah. it was just a, it was a difficult so, time. So, there has been some. There's been some. I mean, you've come from a place where I like to call it the slingshot effect, where you were pulled back. Right, but would you say you were pulled back because of your own doing or that was the universe, that was life? Or you were you were born into that or was it because of the choices you made? It was the choices I made. I mean, if you're born broke, that's not your fault. If you die broke, that's your fault. Okay. So I, was, I wasn't born into poverty, but I would say, oh, I wasn't born rich. I would say I was born a little bit below middle class. Um, I watched my mom struggle financially. That was a big, you know, why for me. She was a single mom my entire life. I was, I was on my own since I was like only seven years old. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was actually homeless when I was like 15, 16 years old. Sweet. But, um, you know, to answer more of your question, when you say, did you put yourself in that position, was the universe? I feel like, you know, whatever you believe in, whatever religion, this, that, universe, God, the other, um, I truly believe, this is my own personal opinion, take it for what it is, but I believe that God, the universe, they, they put the strongest warriors through hell to get to heaven. And I feel like for me, it was always a test. The universe was always testing me to see what I could handle. So I feel like it was always breaking barriers of my ego and always hitting me in a point where I had to learn from things. You know, whenever people go through, you know, we, we, we hear people be like, yo, that guy took an L, right? You know, the, the big meme in like, what was it, 2015, 2016 of, of yeah. the Drake? Remember Jake was like handing the L, mm. yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, people take L's, right? Losses. Mm. But what was a really big defining moment for me was when I figured out how I could transition from taking L's and losses mm. and taking them and as learning lessons. So everything I went through, whether it was being jumped, being in jail, going through my trials and tribulations, you know, Know, things in the business entrepreneurship it was always me reflecting on myself and what most people do is they look at things and they'll point fingers we live in, in such a society where when things go wrong people will just look immediately who can they point the finger to to take the blame off themselves yeah. and I used to do that for years it was always like whose fault is it? it's not my fault um, where I am in life but every decision that you've made up to this point is a effect and a result of where you are now your bank account your income your lifestyle your house your car your girlfriend everything is a result of you so and it's actually kind of hard for me sometimes when annoying shit happens in my life. Like the littlest things are the biggest things. I, I literally have to step aside, have to calm myself, calm my reptilian brain from going back to flipping out or flipping the switch. And I'll be like, look, where where could I have improved better? This employee, this employee did some something something dumb today, yeah. but I hired that employee yeah. and I allowed that. Or this happened and I did. I was, I'm always looking at how I'm the man to blame. And when it comes to the credit, I'm always looking at how I can give that credit and not take that credit. So, yeah, I think the universe will always test you and your test will be your testimony because we don't want to watch a movie or read a book where there's no up and then boom, boom right? Yeah, so. there's been, um, there's a lot of controversy around sort of the industry that you're in, but of course you've been smart about it. I know that you've been smart about it. It's not the only thing that you've done. Mm -hmm. you, you branched out and did other things, which we'll get onto, but, um, you're you're part of an industry which is it's it's very bittersweet it's very much like mama it's uh, it's spoken about very differently in different parts of the world um and we want to we want to test that a bit because we want to you know you know i mean we, we we rarely get someone in the industry who's willing to talk about yeah. the, uh, about the industry and that's the industry of network marketing yeah um, it's a big uh... it's, 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 it's a big there's a lot of stigma around it right uh -huh. um, and sort of we want to use this opportunity because we've got we've got you here yeah to sort of answer some of, some of the things why why certain, certain things exist so Asim's got a few facts and figures that he, he dug up upon, upon my request <laughs> um, so let's hit it let's let's hit a few jabs right and, and let's see if you can Sort of come back swinging. Jobs. <laughs> cool. So, 99% of, I searched the fact and said 99% of male marketers actually fail or lose money. Mm. What do you think about it? Like, what do you think is wrong, right and wrong about the industry? And what do you think needs to be changed for it to get a better stigma and for everyone to really understand that uh, how male marketing really is? Yeah, so I'll answer the first question, then maybe I'll have you repeat the second one. So, the first thing you were asking, okay, so you're saying that 99% of people, um, fail or quit network marketing. 
Absolutely. Um, let's go into it. So, you know, 96% of people who get a real estate license never even sell a house. Yeah. Um, in America, I don't know how it is in the UK, mm -hmm. maybe a little different, but uh, in America now, our, our divorce rate for marriages are now, I think, like 62%, bro. Um, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and if you look at, um, I was reading an article the other year. Um, it's about high school basketball and professional, like how high school players transcend to professional players. And I think it was saying that there was about 550,000, 550,000 high school basketball players in America. And then from that, about 19,000 go to the NCAA in yeah. Division 1, 2, and 3. And then from that, about 0.02% go to the actual league. So let's just be real. I hate participation trophies. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. You know, when I play with my son in board games, don't let him win. No, bro. And he'll cry. Yeah. He'll cry a fit. And it's like, I hate how people baby and try to, uh, you know, get around and just give a third place or fifth place trophy. Call it what it is survival of the fittest yeah. if you look at how our world has evolved it's always this you know the the ones who are willing to adapt are the ones who survive and i think that most people aren't willing to adapt they're not willing to change and um what's the one quote bro that says the when the pain of when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change that's when you'll change so I think for most people, yeah, 99% of people fail. Let's look at the statistics. Let's, even the industry that I'm in, come financial industry, yeah. $5 trillion day industry, I'm not yeah. gonna go into it, but yeah. people should not be doing that shit, bro. Yeah. 20, 21 year. Life is 90% mindset. Call it what you, I don't care. I don't care about the how, the what. It's, it's physically impossible to be two times the IQ of another human being. Yeah. that doesn't have less chromosomes or Down syndrome, mm. right? So how does someone like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Cuban, how do these Kylie, Kylie Jenner, pe yeah. people make fun of the Jenners, people make fun of the Kardashians, and it's funny to me, because I'm thinking, I may not like them and agree with them and rock with them, but what's, what can I take from these people that they've done right? And if you look, look at their income, bro. Kylie's what, 20, 21, 22 years old? Mm. She's about to be a billionaire, bro. Yeah. Look at most, Teenagers and 21 year olds in America or all over the world. How is her income? Thousands and millions of times more than their income. Is she that much smart? No It's just that it comes down to really You know, what are you willing to adapt and change? And I think most people what the effect is is their mindset I think people really have that limiting belief level and I talked about it at the event yesterday mm -hmm. There's two types of mindsets the employee mindset the entrepreneur mindset and I, I think that entrepreneurs and people say well I'm not a salesman Everybody in the world's a salesman, bruv. If you work a job, you have to sell the person hiring you on why you were good enough to work there. If you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, or wife, you had to sell that person on why you were a good enough person to be with them. So I think that's number one, is that people have a limiting belief of entrepreneur mindset is where there's risk, there's no guarantee, and you still do it anyways. Uh, employee mindset is, there's a guarantee you're gonna get paid if you work, you pay, you work, you pay, you work, you paid. So I think that most people, when they come into this industry, they don't have the mindset. And that's why I love this industry. As Anthony Robbins says, he says, don't focus on becoming a person of success, focus on becoming a person of value and the money will just attract to you. I believe that. I think money is just a result of number one, how many lives you change. I fucking love money. Because number one, it's a result of how many lives you've changed. And number two, 
how much value do you offer to the marketplace? If you put value out there in the world, you don't have to be in LA, New York. Why well, live in a little town? I don't care where you live, it's 2019, bro. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Facebook was built in a dorm room in Boston, bro. It doesn't matter where you live. It's not like that anymore. So if you offer value and you're changing lives, that, that's the first answer to the first question. To follow up, what was the second thing you said? What was, what's right about no marketing? What's wrong about the it? Stigma. How, could we change? how can we change? So real quick, I think that the overhype and the over-exaggeration, I think that most people, they overhype, they exaggerate, and uh, they just go out there and promote it like it's just some sort of get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, do you, do you is, think that it, Do you think it's promoted badly? I think it is by the majority of the people, okay. and I think that's out of control. Um, look at sports, music, whatever it may be. There's always going to be that bottom, the, the the bottom percent of people who go out there and give it a bad publicity or a bad name. So I think that yeah, it does start with us. I think it starts with us, the leaders. You know, the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack. But at the end of the day, I think people just go out there, and it's all emotions. You know, when you're broke and you're struggling, you have no money. Yeah. It's hard to go out there and posh yourself as a six-figure earner, a millionaire, wherever you want to be. And that's what we always talk about: act as if. Yeah. But people go out there in the industry, and it's like it's like a lottery ticket. Most people who join the industry, they come in, they scratch off a couple people that they want to tell about it. If they say no, they don't want to join, they throw it away and they give it a bad stigma. And I think that people also overhype and overexaggerate because they're trying to sell. People to join their business and make money off them, and uh, and, then, and so do you think that do you think that there is a lot of misselling? So much misselling, bro. I, I think that comes from a lot of industries, but I think that network marketing has that common nomenclature because that's what the business is. When you look at music, or when you look at athletes, or when you look at other things, they're they're def what they're defined as as being great comes with the, there's no like really. There is statistics, but there's like so many like trophies in this industry that don't get accredited for that you can't show for. In basketball, in you, you win a Grammy, you win this, you you go platinum on a record, you have this many touchdowns. There's so many statistics that you can tell on the scoreboard. But in network marketing, it's not just how big your team is, how many events you do, or how much your income is, because your income and the title of your rank is like the lowest base of leadership. So yeah. I think in this industry, bro, I really do believe that there is a lot of mis-selling going on. And that starts with us really change yeah. that going in the future because people are exaggerating just to get people and telling them you can make money you can do this because most people don't have that long-term mindset to finish this off real quick whatever you believe in you know i'm not the most religious i believe in god but i know in the bible it talks about how um you know what was it um i think it was alexander i don't want to say that i want to get it wrong for sure but in the bible he didn't believe about what, whatever your beliefs are here, here, here's the story when jesus came back from the three days in the dead he didn't believe it. No, 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 no way, no way, no way, no way. Everyone said he's he's here, and 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 he was at a he was at a get together and he saw Jesus and he was like, no way, bro, you're back. And Jesus looked at him. and He said this. He said, blessed are those who see without believing, but more blessed is those who believe without even seeing. And I think that people don't. What did Helen Keller say? What 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 did Helen Keller say? He said uh, about vision, he said uh, uh, the, only, the, the thing that's worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. And I feel like people in today's society, we live in such a quick, look, 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 we have these little things right here. We have these little cell phones, we jump on and it's all over. We have these yeah. models, these, these beautiful girls on our Instagram. We have this, that, boom, boom, boom. Everything's so quick and we have like, this, this microwave mindset. And I think people need to adapt that crock pot mindset where success is like marinated and, yeah. and cooked and people just want success right away, oh, they don't get it, they quit. So I, I, think I, I, because, I think it's because um, 
because we have access to the internet so much and you see yeah. so many online millionaires and billionaires. And you compare yourself. And yeah, when you start comparing yourself to other people, that's when you fail. I want to have a little debate with you, man. I want to have a little debate with you, right? Because um, I, think, I think you could possibly change my mind. Are people who are actively involved in network marketing, are they entrepreneurs? In, in the purest form, are they entrepreneurs? Um, yeah, that's up to them. And that was one of the things that used to beat me up. You know, people come into the industry, they pay $200, $500 to join a business, and all yeah. of a sudden they're an entrepreneur. But yeah. they haven't entrepreneured anything at all. And I think that now gives entrepreneurship kind of like a weird name because people can just come in and buy a little business and yeah. start claiming that, but really at all. No, they're, they're not. They have to earn that. Yeah. Saying you're an entrepreneur, you have to earn that title. It doesn't matter. It's not about being a billionaire or this or that. Mm. It's about really like the skill sets you've developed yeah. and are, are you adding value? What are you creating? Are you innovative? Are you actually pushing mm. the, are you pushing the notion forward in the future? Because really it's, it's understandable because from my eyes, I've always seen entrepreneurship is a lot of it's to do with risk, right? Because when you start a business, if you start your own business, it's, it's your baby, first of all, um, and then you're, and you're protecting it. Right, but you put in so much money to make it work, and if it if it fails, then right, then you've taken a big risk. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people jump into network marketing, and they're like, "Look, hey, I'm now an entrepreneur." But I think with you, <laughs> you've 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 gone so far, mm -hmm. right, to the extent where it's you've had a lot of I would say economic costs alongside not not just paying for whatever it is. There's been you've pr probably put money down for so many flights and hotels and events and whatnot, right? you've got a lot more to lose. Let's say if tomorrow, I mean, God forbid, anything was to happen to you or the company, you've got a lot more to lose. Mm -hmm. I can then see that as saying, that, you know what, you define entrepreneurship. It's earned the title. Right, you've earned the title. But would you then say, so you would agree that anyone that's coming into network marketing, they've got to earn that title. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say, uh, in, in entrepreneurship and network marketing, they, they differentiate a lot. Because when you start a business, you know, I mean, when you're starting a business at rock bottom, call it what it is, um, you are the janitor, you are the CEO, you are the CMO, you are the COO, you are the customer service, you are the eight, the oh, resource. Thank you, you vibe to me, bro. You're everything, man. And real entrepreneurs know that, man, how freaking hard it is, bro. The, the, the countless hours of pain, man, being up at 3 a.m. and just grinding your ass off. And, and, Man, I'm telling you, when I walk into a restaurant or when I go places, you know, you know what I love most? I was at Sushi Samba the other day, yeah. and the manager working there, oh my gosh, man. Bro, this man came to our table maybe 15, 20 times in the first 30 minutes being there, asking us if we were okay. He even came and gave us wow. more, he gave us free He gave wow. us free food, bro. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, as Jim Rohn once said, he said, if you do more than what you're paid, eventually you'll be paid for more than what you do. Mm. And I think that entrepreneurs are the ones that really live that out. And I think in, uh, in, in network marketing, it's not more about management. We know it's not, it's not about micromanaging. In a business, here, here's the thing. In network marketing, I think it's important to be involved in the business. You see, we're in the freaking truck. Bro, I haven't slept in four days. I'm, uh, I'm in pajamas, bro. I'm in Abercrombie, a little Fitch, little kid's pajamas. That's a little Gucci loafers on. I haven't showered in a day. I haven't slept. And bro, this is it. We're out here in the trenches, bro. And uh, this is the grind. We're in the business. I think what entrepreneurs, the important focus is not getting, there's a balance. At first, you're in your business. I think people think they're just 
I'm not gonna clean the trash up. I've seen uh, I've seen CEOs that go clean the freaking trash cans out before the end of the day shifts, and they're multi-millionaires. And some people go, I would never clean the trashes out. When you start becoming too big for the little things, you start becoming too little for the big things. But here, here's the difference in network marketing. I think it's an, it's important to be. It's really important to be in your business. Entrepreneurship as well. When you first start a company, you got to be every role, bro. You're everything. But what good entrepreneurs do, what good CEOs do, is they're smart. Good CEOs they hire people smarter than themselves. The people that work for me and my and my other businesses outside of entrepreneurship, they graduated. I, I never even graduated high school. These people graduated college. They're, they're smarter than me on paper. They're smarter than me. So what they do is yes, they work in their business, but they don't get too they don't get too caught up working in their business. They they work on their business. You know what I'm saying? That balance. So that that's the balance. So they, they don't. You gotta you gotta manage. You gotta be good at that. What what entrepreneurs do? Number one, they have to know thyself. No matter what you do. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, entrepreneurship, network marketing, athletes. But you have to know thyself. What are you good at? You know what the biggest misconception of bullshit quotes are? I hate hearing this shit. There's two quotes. I think that uh, Steve Jobs said, when you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I people think, yeah. say, just, you know, whatever you love, just do it, man. And that's bullshit, bro. I love playing basketball. Look at me, bro. Does it look like I'm gonna go to the league? Does it look like I'm gonna be dunking? No, I love music, I love this, I love that. But I'm aware, I'm aware of what I'm actually well at, what I'm good at, what my strengths are. And most people, they don't know what their weaknesses and strengths are. Number one, what entrepreneurs do that's very important, it's so, because you're hiring, you're building a team around you. And what good entrepreneurs and CEOs do is they're like head coaches, bro. What people, so I see people putting point guards to get rebounds. And it's like, you gotta know not only yeah. your strengths and weaknesses, but how to play the roles of mm. other people. And I think really good visionaries and entrepreneurs, they're able to adapt well and be able to you know, coach a team. Nice. Right I think I think I think you. That was crazy. Bro, that was fire, bro. Right? No, because you know what? They say he's just a network marketer. You done? No, because actually, we're actually going to move on to this because you've you've been smart. You've not just you've you've not just done network marketing. You've actually branched out. And what we like to call this in 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 the UK, especially in London and the financial industry, is you've decided that you know what you're not just gonna have some dumb money you're you're gonna make your money smart mm -hmm. right you're not just gonna have one source of income you're gonna go out go ahead and diversify so, yeah. and so you diversifying after you've already made a mill you know, oh my you goodness know, I, I, so I, many people they're that? like well the average millionaire has seven sources yeah. of income people try to dilly up and dally up you, you, you know have to uh, you need to blow one up one at a time i i had i spoke at this event uh fast you remember this as well right you remember, my, you remember my quote that I... Sure. You don't remember my quote? There's a billion quotes out there. <laughs> I, 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 I made a new quote. Oh. All right. Make the bread first oh, before yeah. the sauce strips. Before the what? The sauce strips. What is that? It's his own quote. Is, so that, is that meat, bruv? <laughs> sauce. Oh, okay. Sauce. I'm a vegan, bro. Don't talk about me. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so no, what I'm trying to say is that you, you, get your, you get your bread and butter, right? Yeah. Which you've done. And then you've let the source strip, and you've gone ahead, and you've done, you've done your things. And so one of the things, one of the projects you've been working on is it's called Social Blur, mm. right? Um, and from what I know, it's, it's taking the social media industry by storm, and it's not even launched yet. Yeah, we haven't even launched yet. Sure. Right. So so talk us through what what is what is Social Blur? So Social Blur is the number one Instagram marketing platform on the planet, and what we really do is just. 
like I was saying, you know, everyone has their pitch, but I'd like to kind of just get more in, in depth. You know, what I, what I think really most people do is, is, all right, let, let me let me let me reverse engineer this real quick before I just give a little pitch on what this is. What I think most entrepreneurs do, their biggest fault, what my biggest fault was, and I, I, I speak aggressively because I speak to myself. Mm. Today, remember, I was like screaming. Yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah, speaking yeah. to myself in the mirror, mm. bro. So I don't like care, but. I think that entrepreneurs, they have the ego and pride of they, they know they can do it better than everybody else because they're a perfectionist. They care the most about their own company. Yeah. When you hire employees, they may believe fully in the vision, bro. You're never gonna have an employee that could do something better. Yeah, they may be more skilled and smarter, but like you, I used to think that I could do everything better than somebody else. And I think that, you know, the reason why we really wanted to create social blurs we wanted to allow people to focus on what they're good at. Once again, get it back to the whole roundabout. When you're an entrepreneur, a CEO, whatever you are, influencer, model, this, that, the other, mm. we want to allow people to focus on what their strengths are. And I think that, you know, people having to go out there and figure out how to get more engagement, more influence, more audience. Call it what it is. Um, one of my mentors taught me, he said, Austin, that's <laughs> bad, it's pretty funny. Mm. People, what's the most important part about a business? What's the most what's the most important part about customer service, the product, uh, Customers. If there's no revenue, there's, there's no nothing, bro. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't go that long. So and, and most what is it? Ninety percent of companies fail in their first five years. Yeah, nine out of ten. Most companies don't even break even. Mm. So yeah, if you have revenue, if you have customers, if you have audience. So what we allow people to do is we uh you know there's there's a lot of other companies out there that I've I've seen and you know over the past couple of years with the Instagram you know there's bots and softwares and this and what we really wanted to build is something where we have a, a team built around people's social media and their Instagram to allow them and call it what it is you know Facebook what they're at what two billion uh, users uh, Instagram has surpassed now one billion users so a, a, a seventh of the whole entire planet is using Instagram and I think that Instagram is really taking over the sauce just mm. be honest yeah, yeah. you watching this. You you know, I don't need to go into detail. Instagram has a sauce. Yeah. Everyone's on Instagram, so that's where it is. Um, and I'll, I'll be real with you. I mean, if you, it, I'm not gonna, I don't need to brag. I let my results brag for me, but mm. I'm just trying to impress upon you guys, even in the company, you know how today when they brought the, the enrollment leadership board, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was being edified mm. because I had two of my positions in the whole entire company in the top 15 mm. for enrollments of the whole yep. entire history of the company. And what does most of that come from? It's come from Instagram. And I think Instagram's a great way. You know, here, here's one cool cool thing. And I, I know I'm going around. I love to go around, bro. And I always try to like bring it back. Mm. I don't like to just like give a little quick elevator pitch, mm -hmm. but you know, one of the funny things is in today's society, you know, people ask me, why don't you have a business card? Well, if you understood that 60% of business cards get thrown away in the first 10 minutes, yeah. and then within, within a week, 85% of business cards get thrown in the trash can. Mm -hmm. And I think I think Instagram is your digital business card. Cool. And I think that just being able to provide the value and show the lifestyle and whatever you're marketing is so important, man. And once you hit that follow button, it's like people are subscribed to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, with, with social blur to, to kind of full, you know, 360 this, social blur is really, we focus on building and growing people's engagement, uh, their likes, their growth their audience uh, all by automation um, on the back end with what we do so um, and, and kind of to bring that around about with artificial intelligence you know I've seen a lot of other these bots and softwares and things that 
are really weird, you know, having like little 13 year old girls follow them in India or <laughs> Colombia, little, little, little weird things, but um, how we've really built it is, is what's allowed me to become so successful. And, um, we've done three beta launches in 30 days now. Um, and I just I just checked the Stripe account. Um, we've now just cleared almost about six figures a month. Ooh, and uh, we, we now have about a thousand customers a thousand clients in the company before we've even launched wow. and uh it's doing very well so what we're really excited are you, about are you you say that then social blur is sort of your challenge or your approach to traditional business traditional entrepreneurship i mean is this is this something that is going to be uh, your your defining or your side of, of traditional business um yeah and to even answer the Previous question going on with that mm. attraction marketing. You want to become the hunted, not the. You want to be the hunter. Yeah. You know, people think about it, prospects, clients, customers, and you have a restaurant. Yeah. You, know, you need more clients. You need more people to come in and buy. Yeah, you, you have a jewelry shop. You have a T-shirt shop. You know, yeah. as I'm walking here in London, it's crazy, bro. I'm walking through these back alleyways, and I'm like, how the hell do these people even pay for to, for the rent? They're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm like, how much do they pay to lease out that place a month? And what revenue are they pulling in? They're going on nowhere. So imagine, instead of you going out there and trying to find three, five, 10 customers per day, what if three, five, 10, 15 customers per day were contacting you about your business? What would your business look like? So become the hunted, don't be the hunter. Right? That's attraction marketing and it's fine. It's becoming the alpha, not being in the beta mindset. But to answer your question, you were saying, is that, is that my, is that is, is, is that Is that your bread and butter for, for from traditional, traditional business side or is there, is there more? Is, gonna, is there going to be a lot more that you're going to be bringing out? Are you going to get involved in a lot more business, or is is it always going to be something where the the network marketing is always going to be the cornerstone? No, I think when I get buried six feet deep, I don't think people will even mention network marketing at my funeral. To be quite honest. So you want to you want to leave some you want to leave a legacy? I already have. But, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, but network marketing is a great stepping stone. I think that network marketing has allowed me and, and the company I'm a part of, the industry we're a part of is an amazing industry, but I think it's an amazing stepping stool, an amazing stepping stone for entrepreneurs to come in and get I mean, well, $200, $500, $1,000 mm. to join the industry. How much is it to create a traditional business? I just opened up a, a, a business for uh, I mean, you know, a, 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 a medical spa yeah. where we do IV bars oh, and yeah, stem cells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I purchased two locations, I franchised them and became a, a part owner. And you know, well, that cost me about a quarter million dollars, bro. Yeah. And that was before I even got the lease for the the locations, yeah. and before I even furnished them. Yeah. I'm already four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Network marketing, you pay two hundred dollars to get involved in the business. Now you're an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's such an easy name to be able to say that. But yeah, I think. Uh, well, I'm doing a bunch of things right now. You know, I have Airbnb. Uh, business we have a bunch of locations in Miami um, doing e-commerce with Amazon really automating that's one of the things that I think you know I'll, that was one of the things that scared me I didn't want to become the jack-of-all-trades I, I knew that I could do too many things but it's like number one what did I really want to focus on and be great at 
And number two, I didn't want to spread myself thin. So yeah, with network marketing right now, I, I understand. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm in a zone and I'm, I'm focused on my people, my leaders. I think a lot of people in the industry, when they start making a lot of money, um, even not even this kind of money, when they start making, you know, maybe five grand a month, 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, mm -hmm. they, they, they start to step away and diversify. And mm -hmm. for me, man, I'm, I'm out here, bro, and I'm dealing with personal problems in my life, my family. Bro, if, if I can speak on camera about the things that are going on in my life right now, We'll 98% 99 99.9% of people will be at home handling this shit, but I'm out here I just had to come out here literally almost broke my knee falling off a moped in Italy went back home to the emergency room and other things So yeah, I mean I'm out here. I'm still grinding and it's crazy that somebody making you know Hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars per month. How can they be working harder and working more? I haven't slept in four days I'm not bragging, but I'm going to show you that how can somebody be putting in these kind of hours and this kind of grind More than the person making a couple hundred dollars a month or a couple of thousand dollars a month You would think that they would be working harder and you know what most people say they go well if I was at that level Then I would start doing that mm. and as Jim Rohn said, you know most people say well when I become a millionaire I'll start doing that no motherfucker, you do that and then you become a multi-millionaire. Mm -hmm. So people aren't, everyone wants to be a boss until there's boss shit to do, until there's things yeah. that you need to do to be a boss. So everyone talks to talk, but as you saw today at the event, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, I said, raise, there was 2,000 people at the event today, right? And when I was speaking, I said, raise your hand if you want to be uh, a six-figure earner. Everyone's, Everyone's hands went up, right? Yeah. The following moments, I said, okay, I'll give you three seconds. Stand up. I want I want one person right now to share their why about why they're doing this business. Yeah. The whole room got quiet, bro. Yeah. So when it comes to being a boss and standing up and doing the things, people don't want to get uncomfortable or people don't want to step into that uncomfortable zone. Yeah. People have that fear and they don't want to do it. So that's what causes what, 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 Can we dive into um, the whole aspect of not giving up? Yeah, because, so we want to discuss We've got a theme for every, for every episode. Right, we've, we've discussed a lot of things in, in this season, but there is one thing that I think no better person could sort of help have a discussion with us. So, so bring it up, Asif. Yeah, so it's, what we, what, what our theme for today is going to be persistence and not giving up. And there's no better person to talk about this than my man Austin Godzi. So, so elaborate on why you should always persist in life and why you should never, ever, 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 ever give up. Yeah, sounds so corny and cliche, mm. but... It's, it's really the honest truth. Um, I'll share a story if you want. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. But it's real raw. Yeah. And it is, it is what it is. So is it, you, you, you're going to go roll with us. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's go. Um, all right. So, my first couple years in the industry, I never made more than like $1,000 a month. Never. Um, and there was, a, there was a few things that tied in. You know, most people are asking what's... Everywhere I go and I travel, people are always asking, what's the one thing? And there's never going to be the one thing. Or there's never going to be one mentor. What I, what I always tell people is, bro, I'm not your mentor. Like Anthony Robbins said, I'm not your guru. There's only, so, how I look at mentors is like, there's only so much you can pick apart. Mm. And what can you, there's only like, like one, two, three things you just take and rip and study and master from each mentor. You look at, uh, look at Donald Trump, you yeah. hate him. But okay, look at how it's built around the political office. With Donald Trump, what is it called? He has like a board of advisors. Mm. He has like fifteen uh, board That's of directors. Cabinet. That's a cabinet, right? right? Yeah. A cabinet. Yeah. He has fifteen of them. Yeah. Mm. So when I look at mentors or whatever, the one thing there's no one thing. It's like a soup. Success yeah. is like a soup. You can't just put 
the broth in or just the vegan sausage or just the salt or just the pepper or just yeah. the carrots the onions it, it's all it's all everything right to make it a concoction that tastes real good right so i think that uh here's one quick story and i swear i swear this is it T take this for what it is man i told the story earlier do you know montel on the yeah, yeah, montel, yeah yeah i had a 30 minute call with him that's another thing about success. So many motherfuckers don't want to spend time with people that don't benefit the direct income. I spent 30 minutes on a, on a phone call with Montel. Is he on our team? No. no, he's not on our team. I spent 30 minutes on a call with him. That doesn't directly benefit my income. People will only invest... Man, my mentor told me there's there three things. The three T's. You want to you wanna tithe? Three things. He said, your treasure, your time, and your talent. And I think when it comes to your time, people always, people in in the universe, people only want to invest themselves into something if they know they're going to get something back out of it, mm -hmm. or if they expect something back out of it. You know, I'll do this for you if you're going to do this for me. Yeah. And bro, I swear, man, that's why people are so freaking broke, man. Out of a hundred people mm -hmm. who died, this is a this is a, this is an American statistic, not even a global statistic. Out of a hundred people who died today, 85% died broke, in debt, or have no money, bro. nothing. And that's scary. The average funeral has 15 people show up to it, bro. That's disgusting. I, that, that's terrifying, bro. But if Drake came to your city, if LeBron came to your city and gave you front row seats for 20 friends, all your friends would show up. But if you freaking die, bro, only 15 people show up on average. So let's get to it. So day one of me launching my business, I flew out to Las Vegas. And let's be real. My pride and my ego, I didn't want the CEO to pay for my ticket. Yeah. I found out everyone else that came out, all the leaders, mm -hmm. they all had the tickets paid for. So I paid on my own dollar to go out there. So we get out there. We sit at a presentation table and you know Chris I did a meeting. And Chris tells a story all the time, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what Chris yeah. loves me, bro. Yeah, yeah. We recognize real bro. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh I don't like Chris you don't answer my message. You gotta fucking earn it, bro. You gotta deserve it. Look at Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Why do you think they're so close? Because they win rings, bro. Like Drake says, I'm not into making friends, I'm into making history, bro. If you're not finna change the world, what the fuck you doing, bro? I don't have time to polish my toenails and talk about the weather outside, bro. We're here to change the world, life is so short. So if you look at it, I flew to Vegas, we get there, right? Look, everyone at the table, was a self-proclaimed six-figure earner. I was the only person at the table that never made over a thousand dollars per month. And everyone's sitting there looking at me like, how is Austin even in this fucking room right now? How is Austin even in the room right now, right? Chris didn't even know me. Everyone thought I was on Coke. Everyone thought I was on Adderall. I'm being raw with you right now, right? Because I was I was pacing. I was yeah. on my own high, my own drug, because I was so, I knew what I saw in yeah, front of yeah. me. And I was like, I'm gonna dominate this. And call it what it is. I said, look, no one's gonna outwork me. Call mm -hmm. what it is. So we're in Vegas, right? And Chris does a five-hour presentation. You can even go to YouTube and see my previous lifestyle videos. I'm, I'm pacing, and people are like, what's, what's wrong with this kid, bro? Mm -hmm. what's, what is he taking? What is he on? And I was, I was, I had just broken up with my girlfriend, mm -hmm. and she had full custody of my son. Sheesh. And she would, she would leverage the fact that I couldn't see my son. And I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but when you can't see your own child, it's just painful, bro. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, yeah that's crazy so we get there five hour meeting and I, I walk out the room i'm on calls i'm like all right let's go to the hotel room i had nowhere to stay chris booked hotel rooms i don't give a fuck excuse my language but i'll expose names because this is the real raw truth mm. there were other leaders there i won't go too far but chris bought rooms for all the other leaders i'm not going to expose names i don't want to really hurt yeah. i don't want to burn relationships yeah, yeah but you know who you are <laughs> and you motivated me so Chris bought rooms for all the other six-figure earners who were my uplines in the company who were making a lot of money Jeez. off of me. That night, I didn't, listen, 
that night when we got to the hotel, everyone's getting ready, getting dressed and showered and putting all their cologne and Snapchatting, getting all putting their makeup on. There was girls and all these six figure earners, they were all gonna go out to Vegas and party, right? Mm. I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck are we celebrating, bro? The fact mm. that we don't, yeah. we're not even making any income. Mm. While everyone went out, look, be, excuse me, before that, we went to a dinner with Chris. And if you ever go to a dinner with Chris, my man is wild, bro. He'll order everything on the menu. So we got the dinner, right? Chris is ordering lobster, steak, shrimp, wine, cocktails, this, hors d'oeuvres at a five-star restaurant at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And everyone's eating it up. Oh, we love it. <laughs> I was so broke why I never experienced that lifestyle. And instead of indulging in the moment, I know it's I know it's okay to manifest and you know try to try to yeah. be in the Lamborghini and wear a Rolex before you actually get it. But I didn't need that. I I went outside of the, the restaurant. It was a three, Chris tells the same story, bro. Shoot me dead if I'm lying. The whole three hours, I sat outside the restaurant. I took a piece of paper, I had napkins. I was writing down, I went on Facebook and I went on Instagram and I was looking up everyone who I knew in Los Angeles because the next day I had, I had a launch event. There was one person on my team, his name is Steven. He was gonna join me in IML and I was ready to go like platinum 150 plus 600. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I, I need to launch, right? Mm. And back then in my company, one of our products, it's a digital service. Bro, one of our products, mm. the, the scanner, it's a, it took four hours of download, bro. No lie, bro. You had to like be like a digital encrypted coder mm. to like figure out how to like develop the, bro, it's crazy. So that whole night, so while everyone else mm. is out there doing that, I'm writing my whole list, I'm inviting, I'm blitzing my list the whole dinner and even leaders were coming out like, bro, we, we got like, we got like fire. We were uh, all like little tipsy and uh, oh, come in and get some food. They're all Snapchat, oh, bro, having a good time, right? And even Chris comes out and he's like, bro, he said, Austin, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, come aside. Mm -hmm. I looked at Chris, he knows this. I said, you're not telling me what I'm doing. I'm gonna show you. Sheesh. And there was no, there was no six figure earners in the company at that point. No six figure, mm -hmm. no six figure yearly earners, right? Yeah. And when I told him that I was gonna hit the, top rank and be a six figure monthly earner. He, he believed, but I saw it in Chris's heart and his eyes. He was like, show me, show me. Everyone talks. That whole night for three hours, I didn't eat. I, I, I forewent eating. You know how they say leaders eat last? Mm. That's real. And every, while everyone was eating, I was eating, make sense? Mm. So I blitzed my event, I downloaded the, the product. The next day, okay, so we go back to the hotel room. Listen, this is it, this is, this is it. We go to the hotel room, everyone goes out to go party. DJs, the clubs, and you go to Vegas, it's crazy there. Yeah. The one girl, her name's Carly. She promised me she would give me a ride. You promised me you would give me a ride to go to Los Angeles, because you lived in Los Angeles, and you said the next day you were going. That night, all the leaders went out, and they got shit-faced drunk, they went to the parties. I stayed in the hotel room the whole night. You know what's crazy, bro? You can go back on my face, and you can find the picture of what out. Oh. It, I have my feet like this in the picture. I'm counting money that wasn't even mine in the photo. My shoes have holes ripped in the bottom. When I would walk on my shoes, they were dress shoes, my, my physical feet would touch the ground. I didn't have money for new shoes. And the jacket I was wearing, no lie. You know, Salvation Army, it was Salvation Armani to me, bro. It was, it was, a, it was a women's blazer that was $4. 
and I couldn't wear men's blazers because they were so big fitted. Mm -hmm. So I would wear women's and girls blazers because they were so tight fitting they looked good. I was wearing a women's blazer from uh, Salvation Army. I had shoes that were ripping out from the bottoms. And while everybody else went out to party, I stayed there and I literally blitzed the hell out of my business, bro. The next morning, they all come back at like 4 or 5 a.m. And I'm like, yo, Carly, we got to go. And she's like, yo, let me see for like an hour. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, do your thing. Five hour drive, do your thing. Two hours come, yo, Carly, let's wake up, let's go. No, I'm so messed up. After like 20 minutes of arguing, I'm like, Carly, I said, I said, Carly, if you don't take me to LA, this will be the biggest regret of your whole entire life because I'm about to blow this shit up and you're gonna get left behind. He said, I just can't, I'm so far. I was like, yo, I'll even drive. Didn't do it. Long story short, I called another friend. His name is John. He was the man. He took me to LA. He drove me the whole way out there. Yeah. We got to LA. I did meetings the whole entire day. Look, listen. They were they went to bed around like yeah, like six, seven a.m. Mm -hmm. By noon, I was already out in LA doing meetings at coffee shops. By the time that everyone woke up from their binge, the last yeah, night partying, yeah. I had my event in LA at a penthouse. About thirty people showed up wow. at the event. I already had it prepared for Christmas to become the call. Mm -hmm. I had my people, I had my product downloaded before everybody else was even enrolled in the business, bro, because they partied the night before. I launched my event. During the event, I brought up the scanner, Forex, whatever. Yeah. It caught out a trade on the on a, on the British pound in US dollar. Mm. I put a dollar lot size. I caught 36 pips in 15 minutes, Jeez. and I made $360 in front of everybody at the event. Whoa. I enrolled every person at the event, and I hit platinum 1000 by the time people were waking up, bro. That was day one in the business, right? Crazy. Day two, day three, day four, day five. By day five, I hadn't slept in five days. People were wondering what drug I was on, what I was eating, what I was doing. I was just so high on life and so focused on what I needed to do to do this. And it's like, look, if you don't sacrifice what you love, what you love will be the sacrifice. And it's like, look, if you're willing to go all in for three to five years, you can live the, the next 30, 40, 50 years of your life. Like people can't even fucking imagine, bro. People look at my, when people hear me speak like this, they're like, yo, you're fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, bro, if you look at my bank account, that shit's crazy, bro. When you look at how I can retire my mom, that shit's, that shit's crazy. Mm -hmm. When you look at how I can travel the world, today I threw thousands of dollars out in the crowd. It's not about money, but it is about money, bro. Our planet runs around money. <laughs> and money makes you more who you are as a person. So if you're a good person, yeah. you can do more good with money, bro. That's why I love money, because you can do more good with this. So the fifth day, and I'm not telling you guys to do this. I'm just telling you how hard I went. The fifth day, I had a seizure. I was foaming from the mouth because of sleep deprivation. They had to carry me into the hospital in Las Vegas because I went back to Las Vegas. And uh, I woke up in the emergency room because of lack of sleep. And, and that's how hard it went, bro. And now people see it here. You got five-star hotels. Oh, you got Gucci sliver. You got 100 bands on your wrist. And they, oh, hey, you retired your mom. You're traveling. You have a million-dollar penthouse in Miami. People see this, and they don't see the freaking grind that went into getting the shine, man. And I'm telling you, bro, what you practice in private, you'll be praised for in public, man. It's what you do behind closed doors that nobody sees. Entrepreneurship is not fun. It's not. No. Becoming successful is not fun. You look at Drake, you know, on his one song, 10 bands, yeah. 20 bands, 50 bands. And the one line, he says, I've been in the counter for a week now. I haven't left the counter for a week. And he's saying, haven't left the condo for a week, bro. What everyone else is out doing, he's locked in his condo, wearing the, probably the same boxers, not showering, all food. Bro, that's entrepreneur. It's not fun, bro. Up at 3 a.m., taking this phone call. Entrepreneurship is not the funnest. But I'm telling you, bro, when you make it, mm. Bro, there's no other reward that can really get you there. So that's one story I want to say that really never the get up, man. Is, you know, you know, you know, this whole section is supposed to be a discussion. I'm like, you know what? I, 
that's disgust. <laughs> you know, I, I knew it. Like as soon as we we, we fought, like, you know, yeah. it was like stories. Like just stories. Just tell your story, bro. <laughs> like you got this. <laughs> it's like, and it's like it's, bro. It's, right now, I'm on four days of no sleep. To be real, like um, okay, so I got to London what two days ago. Yeah. What is it? It's Monday right now, right? Yeah, yeah Monday. <laughs> We're going on Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, yeah. I arrived Friday. Right, so I didn't sleep Thursday night going into Friday on the plane. I didn't sleep. I, I finished my book, and when we got here, we didn't sleep. We went up, went to the training, and what? Uh, well, I'm like losing Saturday. Bro, we slept for like two, three hours before the major event yesterday, yeah. and now here we are. I'm like delusional, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's like yeah. it's crazy, man. And how I just don't understand how. People who are broke, people who say they want to be successful, it's like, how the fuck are you sleeping like it's your full-time job? And excuse my language, but I really don't care because Anthony Robbins swears and Gary, Gary, Gary Vee and yeah. Grant Cardone. And the reason why I swear so much is because I want, when you use, the, when you say fuck, oh my days, it wakes you up, bro. And uh, to add on to that, people see me wear an upside down cross. Like, is he saying this, is he this? Well, the upside down cross really resembles being humble um, because in the Bible, you know, one of the disciples was crucified upside down because he felt like he wasn't he wasn't great enough to be crucified. Like whatever religion we believe in, I just I, I, this is so I, people are probably like, well, what's this guy doing? Why is he this way? But every, there's a method to my madness for everything. So I think that you guys are gonna really create your own lifestyle. The, all of us right here, we created this machine that we have, bro. It, it's all developed and all created. So everyone watching this video, it doesn't matter where you're from, where you are. It's really about where you're going, and you can really start at any given moment. No excuses. Everyone's a million in the world, bro. Yeah. Everyone's a million. You either have a million excuses or a million dollars, but you can't have both. So. Can you elaborate on uh, your book that you just finished? Yeah. Gee. <laughs> he, he's beaten me to it. <laughs> That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to hear more about it because uh, obviously I've been following your stuff for quite some time. I've seen quite a lot of your um, of your speaking on uh, on YouTube, Instagram. Follow your stuff quite closely. So I want to see what it is in written form. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, it's not what works, it's what duplicates. So the book is pretty simple. Um, you know, what we're doing right here is really raw. Straight off the top stories. In the book, it's more to the basics, but it, it is. It is what you need to do. You know, if you duplicate the basics, it's what allows you to really succeed in anything you do. Mm. You know, when you look at Michael Jordan, when you look at Michael Jordan's footwork, when you look at what he did, um, you know, even Phil Jackson would talk about Michael. He, he would say how Michael just really mastered the basics. And, you know, when hard work beats talent, what is it? When when talent doesn't work hard, hard work beats talent. So it's like, you know, even athletes, you know, it's so funny. Most athletes in football, soccer, basketball, baseball, I was watching an interview the other day of like the greatest head coaches of all time. And they were literally, even Phil Jack, they were saying how 80% of athletes don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't even know the game. They don't, they don't know how to play the game. They're just so talented. And um, I think that in this game is so, it's so, in any game you do, I don't care whether you knit quilts, you're a model, you're, you, I don't care what it is, you, you mold pottery, whatever you do, bro, you're a developer for a company, whatever you do in life, I think it's important, you, you really master the basics. Um, and even as Brian Tracy says, he says to really go out there and create a, a billion dollar, people are always like, I wanna create the next Uber of this, next Apple of this. Everyone says that dumb shit, and it's so corny, bro. People are, I have the next billion dollar idea. And it's like, have you ever created a $10,000 a year company? Uh, no. Have you ever created a million dollar a year company? No. P people, 
want to jump the gun, but they don't even master the basics, bro. And I think in this book, what I really wanted to do was I really wanted to teach people the basics of what it does take to just start to build that foundation in your network marketing business. So uh, with this book, it's called The Blueprint. Um, I wouldn't say I've been working on it for the past like 70 months. I have not been working on it for the past 70 months. Um, you know, never, never give up. Here, here's funny. Um, I'm a dumbass for not putting it on the iCloud. Um, I had my one laptop stolen. I wrote 75% of my book two years ago, and it got stolen. And that was a hit, and I, was, and, and I, I, I hate writing. Like, I hate writing. So when that happened, I was like, yo, fuck, I'm never creating a book. And then I, I finally built the guts up to do it again, right? My laptop got stolen in San Francisco. And it, it, and I was meeting, I was out there meeting a leader, and it's like people always wonder what does it take. You know, never give up. I think that when everybody else gave up, I was just working so damn hard that I became lucky. The harder you work, the luckier you get. So you catch those breaks. I was in San Francisco, got my laptop stolen. 75 percent of my book was written, and then the next summer I was in. That summer I was in Barcelona, and between that time I made the decision. I was like, yo, fuck it, I'm just gonna put it all on paper. I have most of it memorized, so I just I flooded it for weeks, and it's got all of it, all of it on my, my new laptop. And I'm an idiot for not learning from my own mistakes to put it on iCloud. Mm. I put it on that laptop. I got 80%. I remember I had a flight from Paris to America the one night, and it was uh, it was about an eight-hour flight, and I I got to about 80% of my whole book finished. And then I went back to Barcelona, had that laptop stolen, and I lost my second version of the book. So I, people don't really know about this, but okay, this is my third version of the book. It, it's all on iCloud. It's all on uh, it's all on the cloud base. So this is my third version of the book. I'd say it's been about about two years. Um, in the coming, and this is not just from what I've learned in books. I feel like, oh my God, let me get into it real quick. I think that so many people are so freaking corny nowadays, how everyone's out there with these ads, this, and everyone has a voice now on social media, it's so loud. Mm. I think I read an article that said, when we walk outside of our house, Every day, the average human being has about like 1,800 ads thrown in their face oh, subconsciously, uh, whether it's billboards or ads or literally right right now. Like, let's look, bro. I guarantee there's shit around us, bro. Like the Gucci symbol, the, the, the magazine. The, 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 there's dude, there's shit all around us being thrown in our face. I don't even know it. The Apple sign, and uh, I think nowadays, what's so corny to me. You guys should question, before you listen to somebody, do they have the results that you want? Mm. And people are always out there trying to teach you how to get a million dollar business, and they've never built a million dollar business. And the reason why they made a million dollars is because they sold courses on how to build a million dollar business without building a million dollar business. And it's so phony, bro. And that's the corniest shit, man. I see yeah. all these little marketers, they're out there trying to teach you how to do this, do that. All these little social media mentors and Facebook gurus. And it's like, I want, I purposely wanted to stray away from that. I didn't want to be known as that guy. I, I've been making six figures a month for years now. I've been making six figures, multiple seven figures, almost eight figures a year for years now. And now I'm finally willing to put out businesses and this and that because I have the credibility. I don't want to do it without having the credibility. Mm -hmm. I think that so many people do that. It's so corny. So this book is really teaching people how to master the basics and uh, how to go out there and, and, and earn that hundred thousand dollars per year in network marketing. I feel like I've given them enough value and yeah. enough of me in the book to be able do to we, do that. Do we do we have a rough idea when it's gonna come out? Yeah, next two next two weeks it'll be on Amazon. Oh wow. So by the time this episode is out Sheesh. It, it, it should be out. Everyone go buy Austin's book. <laughs> yeah. And go buy social blur. <laughs> do you know what I think social blur is? It's like a magnet for your digital business goal. I, it could be. I, cool. re I reckon I, I, I do like believe that. it is. Yeah. I, I don't even want to have to whip my inbox. If I, if I would pull my inbox out right on the camera and I would show you guys, 
Oh, I, I have multiple accounts. I, I on Instagram I have the at Forex. That was like a, a oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. All of my accounts are at ninety nine. Even Aiden, my five year old son. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. People like actually contact him. Like, hey man, can I talk to your dad? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, but all, all of my accounts have ninety nine plus requests on them because of social, bro, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're drawing so much audience and engagement like ima imagine what your business would be like if you could 10x your engagement your audience mm -hmm. the eyeballs on what you're doing mm -hmm. and what's funny is you know I, I heard a quote one time that says the people that love you will spend an hour a day watching you the people that hate you will spend two hours a day watching you and it's almost like in my life here's how I think I would rather have I would rather have a th I would rather have a thousand people that love me than a million people who just like kind of sort of like me mm. you know I, i'd rather have a deeper i'd rather have a deeper uh connection to my audience my fan base or my customers or whatever it may be so um with, with social blur man it's, it's crazy bro like how we're like like think about this so let's let's say you're you're an instagram model right mm -hmm. Um, and you're selling, you know, they sell the the the, the teas, mm. uh, the the protein powders, right? Their audience can be worldwide, right? So the way that we're targeting and bringing audience to them is different from how, and this is where we differentiate ourselves from a store in London, a storefront restaurant. We're not going to go out there and target everyone in the world. We're going to target everywhere around that location and bring customers in. Think, bro, if all oh my days, bro, if I owned a restaurant, you know what I would do? If I owned a club, you know what I would do? I would say, look, come to our club this Friday. I, I would, in their inbox comments, this is what we do. Come get a free drink. Why not? You get a free drink coming this Friday. You, yeah, you go. Well, you know, most, well, I don't want to give the free. What? That's, a, <laughs> no. that's a poverty mindset. That's a scarcity yeah. mindset. People who come for a free drink, they're going to get more drinks, bro. Mm, they're going to draw so much more. What does it cost you to pour a little one shot? How much does a bottle of Syrah cost for the company, Belvedere? It costs them maybe like $9, bro. And a shot of it is like 37 cents. <laughs> oh my days. And you're getting more people in there. You know what I'll be doing? I will be connecting with influencers saying, yo, fucking come in, we'll give you a free table. You have a million, two million followers, We'll give you a free table. Just post it on your story. Yeah. No, I don't want to give a free table, Emma. I'll lose two thousand dollars on that. Oh my days! You're not learning the you lesson behind it. It's the longer so, game. It's the yeah. it's the longer game. And uh, that's how we really build it, man. Yeah, we yeah. really target and build around. We're not just some those bots and salt. What? That's not what we are, man. We we really you, you, have a management team. Yeah. Right? So, nah, I hear that. You know, you know what I what I what I've learned. I've, I've learned a lot, right? <laughs> but you know what what I what I've learned the ultimate lesson. Austin doesn't run out of sauce. Do you know what it is? Yeah, he does, this, he does this, like everyone's gonna take like pages of notes. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> and automation, man. I think yeah. that. You know when we come to like season four, season five, maybe season mm. six. We have to bring Austin. Oh back yeah, on. we'll bring Austin back. Hundred percent. It's about time you see how much crazy stuff he's got. Me back on, it'll be. We might be bringing Aiden back on this. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Love to see. Are you doubting our work rate with with Fash that we're not gonna get to season six until? Or are you saying that Aiden's gonna grow? I'm just saying in that amount of time, Aiden's gonna surpass where I am right now. Yeah, we have to bring a new face on. But yeah, I mean, but look, man, you guys are crushing. We we we've loved having you, right? And I think it's been. It's been a bit of a hustle in terms of getting you within such a busy schedule, like Bro. it's slotting you in. So we do appreciate, yeah, appreciate a lot of it. I see my phone right here. People are like, yo, um, my days, but, but look, yeah. man, we, we've absolutely loved it. Yeah. And any final words? I mean, um, well, what would you say? So final question to wrap it up. Um, anyone hustling out there, right? Anyone going through a hard time, a dark time, like, like mm. you've, you've come from, mm. 
right? And if you have to say, you have to give one piece of advice to someone who's, you know, who's maybe even 18, 19, or even 22, 23, going through a dark time, what is that one thing that you would tell them that, you know what, like how Kendrick Lamar once said, you know what, it's going to be all right. What, what would be your interpretation? What would you tell them? Um, I said two things. As I was saying, there isn't that one thing. There isn't the one thing in the sauce. And I think a lot of people, and that's a good question. I know that you're not asking about mm. the one thing. I know you're asking because that's people's perception and interpretation mm. of what is the one. People think it's so easy, probably. If it was so easy, everyone would do it. Mm. And, um, you know, what's easy to do is hard to live with. Mm. And what's hard to do is easy to live with. And uh, to get to it, I think that people need to stop victimizing themselves. People play the victim, bro. You know, oh, my dad is a janitor, or you know, you know, I'm I'm black, purple, orange, yellow, brown, whatever. Yeah. You know, blah 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 blah. I didn't grow up here. My parents don't have money. People victimize themselves. I, you know, that's why people think I'm an inspiration. You know, I, I don't. I know I'm not better. I'm not greater. We're all all the same. That's why we're we're all. I say humble, bro. We gotta keep our head in the clouds and our feet on the ground. But you know, I I, I want to represent possibility at the end of the day. When I die off this, I was, even the other night, I stayed up for three hours in the middle of the night thinking about. Who am I, bro? Like, what do I want to do? And at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to it, billion dollar companies, or even if I make $30 billion, bro, I don't really care because some of the biggest billionaires die and no one knows who they are, bro. Mm. They only create a legacy. They just had a lot of money. Sure. So it's like, what do you really do with that money? It's like, I want to represent possibility. I want to push the envelope because, uh, you know, it's a crazy universe. I really want to push it upon other people to go out there and push, push humanity and push it forward. But um, I think that people need to stop victimizing themselves. And like I talked about earlier in the episode, I think that people need to stop placing the blame. And I, I had to really switch this habitual habit. You know, our neurological pathways in our brain, you know, people just, it's like a river that keep embedding, 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 embedding. Um, and for years, you know, 85% of human thoughts are fucking negative. Mm. So people sit there their whole entire life and play victim. And they always blame mom, they blame this, they blame their teacher. Even in this business, what do they do? My, my upline quit on me. Bro, become the upline, become the leader you're fucking looking for, bro. You know, stop blaming. We all have the same conversation plan. So how does someone who comes from Kensington or someone who comes from this pasta, how, how am I able to do this? And they can't. They have a better background. They have more money. They have more resources. It's not about the resources. It's about being more resourceful. So people play such victims in situations. And the second that you stop, I swear, bro, it sounds so subtle and so simple. This was a huge change for me when I literally had to sit there and like, Reptilian brain, you want to snap and start, yo, it's your fucking phone, man. When I was sitting there, I'd be like, yo, what could I, what could I have done differently, and what can I, what can I learn from this? People just take L's. It's like a me. Yo, how you took an L, bro? But what is that L to you? Is it a loss or a learning lesson, bro? And you have to fail forward. People just go through it. Everyone fucking fails, bro. Oh my days, the only difference between me and you, guys, I've almost made $10 million in my life coming up in the next few months. And the only difference between me and you, I was homeless. I didn't graduate high school. My my GPA in high school was probably lower than my blood alcohol level, bro. I'm not the smartest. But what it was was I was just wanting to go out there and uh, you know stop victimizing myself and put the blame on me. Now there are situations where people are dumb dumbs, and yeah, it is other people's faults. But I look at every situation and be like, yo, even this, if something happened here, I'd be like, yo, I allowed myself to do this interview. I I allowed my manager, who I hired, to book this hotel. Mm -hmm. There's, bro, how can I avoid this shit? And I think that everyone's just like, yo, fucking Fazio, you dude, idiot. Everyone wants to put the blame on other people when it's like, man, if you can start just taking more of the blame for yourself as a leader, that's what leaders are. They take all the blame and they give all the credit. I forget who said this, but he said, at the end of the day, 
when people stop worrying about who gets the credit for things, that's when you start making power moves. So it's mm -hmm. like, man, just give the credit away and take all the blame. That's what the leaders do. So. This has been crazy. <sighs> for real. Hold up. Hold up. Um, that's, that's another wrap. Yeah, that's this another is, This is not the P150 training. But no, no, no. no. Look, uh, that's been another episode. Um, we're blown away. As you can tell, me and Asim are overwhelmed by the, the richness of information right now. We hope you liked it too.